This is KMTT and the weekly Pashat HaShavua Shira. This year, Tavshin Ayin, it will be given by Harav Chanoch Baxman. This week, Pashat Bamidbar, I would like to talk a little bit about the opening of Pashat Bamidbar and of course the topic of counting. Uh, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Asifu Bamidbar, opens as follows. Ve'idaber Hashem al Moshe b'midbar Sinai, ba'ol mo'ed, be'achad l'chodesh ha'shani b'shana shenit, le'tetam e'aretz mitzrayim le'mor. So God spoke to Moshe in Midbar Sinai, in the tent of meeting, the first day of the second month of the second year after leaving Egypt, and God has a pronouncement from Moshe, some instructions. Pasuk Bet, Su'u et rosh k'ladat b'nei Yisrael mishpachotam l'vet avotam, Count the heads of all of the communities of Israel, according to their families, according to their fathers' homes, their houses. The Mispar Shemot, the number of names, Kol Zachar Lugugotam, all males Lugugotam, which for the moment we will leave untranslated. Pasukimul, Iben Esrim Shanavamala, Koyotse Tzavab Yisrael, from 20 years and above, all of the males, all those who are Tzavah. Tifkidu Otam, Otam, Litzivotam, Atavron, you count them according to their hosts, you and Aaron. So the Torah here, of course, uh, gives uh, the recounting of the command by God to Moshe to count B'nai Yisrael, Su'etosh Kodat B'nai Yisrael. And following after this, we saw, of course, there are the particular instructions uh, for counting. We have whom is counted, who is going to be counted. Those who are above 20, the males, Koyotse Tzava, etc. And finally, as we got to here at the end of Pasuk Dalet, we have who does the counting, not just uh, who, who is counted, but who does the counting. It is Moshe and Aaron who do the counting. V'itchem in Pasuk Dalet, you ish ish lamatet ish rosh levetavatav hu. And with, of course, along with Moshe and Aaron as the counters, you're going to have uh, a representative of each tribe, one of the Nesim. So, bottom line, we have here the instructions for counting that open up uh, Sefer Babedbar. The very fact that the counting must be done. Um, who is counted? The males above the age of 20. Um, and who does the counting? Moshe, Aaron. And the Nisiyim. Of course, famously, one of the interesting questions uh, that's discussed uh, is what the purpose of the counting is. What's the meaning or the rationale for the census? After all, that is not mentioned here at the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. But rather than discuss what is found in the text, the whom and the who and the very fact that it's done, or perhaps what is not found in the text, the purpose of the counting, the why, I would like to discuss something a little bit different, something which may be hinted at in the text, um, at least briefly, the how of how the counting is done, how exactly uh, the counting is done. And I think this uh, borders on or brings us to a larger question about counting, um, which we will get to in a moment. So uh, here in Perk Aleph, Pasuk Bet, where we're told is kol zachar Um all males, l'gulgulotam, most probably the simplest or possible, one possible meaning of gulgulotam is gulgulotam refers to heads or skulls uh, and the doubling of the gimolamid uh, stem in the word uh, gulgul, uh, or what might be similar to galgal, wheel in modern Hebrew, um, is a reference to something that's round. And the head is round and it is the head count that's done, the skulls uh, that are counted here. Um, Rashi, however, uh, following Chazal and most Mefarshim following the same direction, say that Google Otam here is not a reference to skulls, uh, but rather it's a reference to the Machatzit shekel, the coin, because after all, the coin is round as well. And Rashi um, 
in making this comment here on Bamidbaparak Al Pasik Bet, reminds us that there is a segment in the Torah where instructions for counting are given. The how of how counting is going to be done is delineated not so much here in um, uh, Bamidbar Perak Aleph, Pasik Aleph through Dalit, but back in Shmot. Uh, in fact, at the beginning of Parashat Kitisa, um, in Shmot Perak Lamid, Pasuk Yud Aleph and on, and Rashi on some level sends us back there, so let us go back there to look at the how, the the way in which counting is done. So the Torah there tells us in Shmot Perak Lamid, Pasuk Yud Bet, Kitisa et Rosh Yisrael, when you count the heads of Bnei Yisrael, Lefkudehem, According to the numbers, the key terms used for counting, the stem tisa uh, and the stem kod pe kuf dalid, uh, the markers of counting the Torah. And the Torah tells us there in Paraklam and Pasigbet, ish kofer nafsho lashem. And a man will give the atonement of his soul to God, bifkodotam, when they are counted, below yehebehem negef bifkodotam. Um, and there will not be a plague amidst them when they are counted. So here we have in the, uh, in the Pasuk uh, the idea of the counting, Pekot mentioned three times, and the idea that one must give kofir nafsho, the atonement of his soul, and that will avoid a plague. And, of course, we know how this works. Uh, in Pasuk Yudgimel, this they shall give all those who pass by the, the census takers of the counters, a half a shekel coin of shekel HaKodesh, this is the amount of the shekel, and later on throughout the parsha, again we're told they give the Trumat Hashem L'chaper Al Nafsho Techem, and in Pasuk Zayin, at the end of the parasha, when the counting happens, there's a need for kofer nafsho, there's a need l'chaper al nafsho techem, there's a need for kesef hakiprim, this kind of atonement of the soul, or money of atonement that then, that then is given to the Omoe, the machatita shekel, given by each individual. And if this atonement doesn't happen, if the machatita shekel procedure is not, does not happen, then what will occur? Of course, the answer is a negev. And that's exactly what we're told. Uh, again, in Pasuk Yudbet, and each will give the atonement of his soul when they're counted. And there will not be a plague when they're counted, implying that one, if does not give the atonement money, the kofer nafsho, the kesef kiprim, then there will be a negev. So Rashi therefore tells us that in Bamidbar, Perk Aleph, Pasuk Bet, uh, the brief reference to the how of Kol Zachar Lugogolotam is of course a reference not Gogolet as the skull, um, but the Gogolotam, uh, the Beka Lugogolet, the somehow a reference to the Shkalim, according to Rashi, because of course the Shkalim procedure must be followed, otherwise a plague would ensue. The Kofer Nafsham, the Kesef Kippurin, the, the atonement money must be given, otherwise um, a plague will ensue. And this is, in fact, the interesting question that I would like to discuss primarily in the Shi'ur, um, which is, why is it that counting involves the possibility of a, a plague? How is it uh, that counting contains within it the potential uh, to lead to a disaster, uh, to lead to catastrophe, to lead to a plague? And moreover, how exactly is it that counting according to Machatzi Tashakal the whole notion of the kofar nafsho and kesef kiprim resolves this problem. And this is like, uh, this is the dual question I would like to discuss in the shiur. Why is it that counting contains the possibility of plague or disaster? And secondly, how does the machzita shekel procedure, the counting of machzita the giving of the machzita shekel, um, the uh, kofar nafsho and the kesef kiprim resolve this problem? Now, in point of fact, 
Before moving on to answers, I would like to turn to another place in the Tanakh where this connection between counting and plague is uh, well documented, well mentioned. And there's a very interesting story at the end of uh, Sefer uh, Shmuel Bet, Perkaftalad, uh, a story of counting, uh, a census taken by David HaMelech in his Sartzavayuav, which further supports um, the connection between counting and plague or disaster, and again, kind of to some extent, raises our question in front of us. And what I'd like to do, since we are not as familiar with it, is to go through some of the Pesukim there, and to pick it up for the moment in Sefer Shmuel Bet, Per Kafdalid, Pasuk Aleph, and to go through some Pesukim there. So, it, we have as follows there in Per Kafdalid, Pasuk Aleph. Be'osef af Hashem lacharot b'Yisrael. And the anger of God continues to burn against Am Yisrael. Vayaset et David behem. And God incited David against B'nai Yisrael. The word Vayaset meaning incitement. So God, because of his anger at Am Yisrael, put this idea in David's head that David should conduct a census, should go count Yisrael and Yehuda. And, of course, uh, David, uh, having uh, this idea uh, had, had arisen in his head, proceeds along with the process. And Parakaftali Pasik Bet says, And Yoav said to the officer of the army, Asherito, that was with him, Shutna b'chol shiftei Yisrael, passed through all of the tribes of Israel, midan va'ad be'er sheva, u'piktu ata'am, from the north until the south, and count the people v'yadati v'espar'am. Now, here in Pasuk Gimel, it turns out that Yoav did not think it was a particularly a good idea, and it's important to take a look at the Pasuk here. And Yoav said to the king, v'yosef Hashem elokecha el ha'am kahem v'chahem. Let God add on to the people as they are, let God continue to add on to the people lest he should multiply them a hundredfold of what they are. And the eyes of the king see this. Why uh, does, the, uh, does the king want this thing? And the word of the king was strong against Yoav, the army. Um, and Joab and the officers of the army went out from in front of the king to count the people of Am Yisrael. Now, what, what is clear from the story, even until this point, is that there's a certain problem uh, in counting, because after all, um, the reason for the counting is because God implants the idea in David's mind. Um, and when God implants the idea in David's mind, it's because he's angry against the people. And apparently he wants to cause David to sin, um, and by causing David to sin and to count the people or to make some sort of a mistake, uh, eventually this will lead to an opportunity for God's anger to burn against the people, i.e. a negah for a plague, as we will see a bit later on. So one connection here, or one obvious sense in which counting is bad or can lead to disaster, is the fact that this is part of a divine plot against David and Nam Yisrael. Now a second proof of this idea is, of course, that Yoav is very hesitant. Yoav knows there's a problem in counting the people, and he tells David that he should not count the people. Now, as we go on, after the story recounts um, the fact that Yoav did carry out the census, um, and Yoav returns to David with uh, the numbers, Perak Kafdalid Pasig Yud in Sefer Shmuel says as follows, Vayach Lev David Oto, and David's heart smote him, or he had regret in his heart, safar uh, after he had counted the people. And David said to God, I have sinned very greatly, uh, that I have done this. Please cause this into pass. Now, um, here if David has regret and views this as a chait, and again, clearly there's 
uh, a problem in counting. And finally, the kicker is the aftermath, the fourth point. In Parak Kaftal, Pasuk Yudbet, we read as follows. And the word of God came to God, the prophet, the seer of David. Haloch vidibarta el David. Go speak to David. Three things I place in front of you, or I place upon you. Choose a chat mehem, one of them. And I'll do it to you. David was told by God as a response or as a punishment for your actions of the counting. Uh, would you like three year, seven years of famine in your land? Now, um, just as a kind of side point, none of, we should all, of course miss that. We should not, of course not miss that seven years of famine is something visited upon Paro. And the idea of God um, drawing the heart of a king in a certain way, or the Ve'echazak word, which we chanced across in the text, we can't help but miss the parallels to Paro B'Mitzrayim here in the text, and this is interesting of its own way. But as we go on, another possible punishment or plague offered to uh, David by Gad HaNavi, uh, moving ahead in Parak Kaftal, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Im Hadashim Nuscha Lefnei would you be chased by your enemies for three months? Or three days of Dever? Um, and please choose. So, in the end of the day, of course, David chooses the Dever, a plague. And we see here in this story where counting leads to negative, counting leads to the plague of Dever. And there's an interesting connection here between counting and punishment uh, and suffering, etc. And again, the question becomes. How is it that counting leads to this problematic? What exactly is problematic about counting? Okay, now, what I'd like to do is to present two approaches to this problem, to this connection between counting and plague. One which I think, to some extent, is built upon the text here in Sefer Shmuel, uh, the story of David and Yoav, um, which has some echoes back in the Chumash. Uh, and another approach which is built upon, a bit more upon Sefer Babidbar uh, and Sefer Shemot a little bit, and, and also somewhat upon Ramban. Let us begin uh, going back to some of the interesting language here that Yoav uses to David HaMelech in his response, in his attempt to dissuade David not to carry out the counting. Um, we take a look in Perk Kaftali Pasek Gimel, it says as follows. Vayomer Yoav el v'yosef Hashem elokecha and Yoav said to the king, let, uh, let God add to the people um, as they are a hundredfold over. Now, for those of us who have an ear for this, or those of you who have an ear for this, this should actually conjure up something way, way back. Someone before in Tanakh had said something quite similar to what Yoav says to the king. What I have in mind is the words of Moshe to Am Yisrael, uh, back at the beginning of uh, Sefer Dvarim. Um, Dvarim, uh, Perak Aleph, um, recounts Moshe's long speech to B'nai Yisrael, his first long speech to B'nai Yisrael in Avot Moav. And Perak Aleph, uh, Pasuk Tet, says as follows, Va'omer Aleichem And Moshe says, I said to you at that time, I cannot bear you or carry you. It's too much for me to carry you, the people. 
Hashem Elokechem Hirba Etchem. God, your Lord has multiplied you. Uh, your Lord God has multiplied you. You are like the stars of the heavens in multitudes. And then Moshe continues on. After A, first comparing B'nai Yisrael to the stars of the heavens, Larov, in their multitude. And then Moshe says, in Perak Tet, Perak Aleph, Pasigud Aleph of Sefer Torahim, Hashem Elokei Avotechem Yosef Alechem Kachem Elef Pa'amim. Uh, let God continue uh, with this blessing. B, uh, let your Lord God of your forefathers, Yosef Aleichem, add additionally upon you by a certain multitude of number. And here Moshe uses the term thousands. So if you think about it, you here have your Elohim, you have the notion of Yosef Aleichem add upon to you uh, furthermore in the future. And you also have the number multiplier. And there's a kind of interesting connection or parallel to the words of Yoav later on to David, where what does Yoav say? Again, in Shmuel Bet Kafdal Gimel, Vayomer Yoav Elamelech, Vyosef Hashem, to add Vyosef Hashem Elokecha, God the Lord Allah among the people, Kahem Vakem Meapamim. So you have the idea of God adding, and you have the multiplier, and the language is the same, and the concept is the same, that God should continue to bless and add in the future. Um, now, this is interesting uh, in and of so much as it goes, but we can actually add to this. Because Moshe's statement in Dvarim Perak Aleph can be split into two halves, the A and the B. Uh, the A, uh, which is the reference to the Kochvei HaShamayim Larov, that which has already happened, the divine blessing of number. And then there is the B, the future, that God will continue in the future, Lahosif, to add by the number multiplier. Now here in our story of David and Yoav, uh, in Sefer Shmuel, uh, we have only kind of a connection to the B, the Yosef clause, that Yoav echoes Moshe's words. But there is in fact another recounting of the David-Yoav counting story, which is found not uh, in uh, Sefer Shmuel, but in point of fact, in Sefer Divrei Hayamim. Um, a similar, but slightly different story, but uh, important for us. If we go to Sefer Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, uh, the book of the kings and the recounting of the king's doings, in Divrei Hayamim Aleph, uh, Perak Kaf, Kaf Zion, we find the following. In Pasuk Kaf Gimel. And uh, David did not successfully count those beneath 20, beneath the age of 20. Because God had said to multiply Am Yisrael like the stars of the heaven. And Yoav ben Tzriah, Echelim note, Yoav ben Tzriah began to count the people, but he could not finish the count, and a plague came upon B'nai Yisrael. And um, the number did not go up into the numbers of the Divrayamim, of the chronicles of the King David. So, Divrayamim Aleph Kavzayin tells us the story of the census done by David and Yoav, as a failed census. Uh, David did not successfully complete the count because there was a ketzef, literally a plague that came upon Am Yisrael in the middle, and the count could not be finished. So there's a kind of interesting connection between the story, of course, in Sefer Shmuel, Bet, Kavdalet, and uh, Divrei Amim, Aleph, Kavzayin. Apparently, two different versions of the same story, but the notion of there being a, a plague uh, every time a census takes place uh, is common to the two stories. While uh, in Sefer Shmuel, it comes in the aftermath uh, as a result 
result of the prophecy. In Sefer Devei it comes in the middle of the census and kind of blocks the census. But another interesting point here is that if we take these two stories as uh, two halves of the coin, or kind of two versions of the same story, what Sefer Devei does for us is it adds in a kind of rationale and another eerie echo of the words of Moshe back in Sefer Devei Perak Aleph, Devei Hayamim Aleph Kav Kavdalat says as follows, what was the problem? Ki amar Hashem Yisrael um, God had said to multiply Am Yisrael like the stars of the heavens. Now that, of course, going back to Dvarim Perak Aleph, um, Pasuk Yud, is the exact A phrase of Moshe. Hashem Elokechem here ba'etchem binchem hayom hashemayim God has multiplied you to a multitude of the language of ribui many and the a metaphor, the analogy to the Kochvei HaShemayim, the stars of the heavens. So uh, apparently Yoav and Moshe uh, are saying the kind of same thing, that in the past God has um, uh, multiplied you like the stars of the heavens, um, and in the future you will continue to be Mosif by some additional number multiplier. And it's because of this logic. Uh, that's why Yoav says, oh, it, don't bother to count of it, is really no point. And it's kind of because of this logic, apparently, that the plague arrives in Divrei Amim. Now, what is the meaning of this parallel and how do we put all these connections together? I think to put this into proper perspective, we have to go all the way back to Sefer Breshit, to, um, to Perak uh, Tetvav, um, Pasuk Bet, uh, and Perak Tetvav, uh, Pasuk He, actually, uh, where this metaphor uh, of the stars of the heavens in the rove uh, first occurs. What I have in mind is to go back to Brit Ben Abitarim, in Breshit Perak Tetvav, um, Pasuk Bet. And after the war with the, the four kings in Breshit Perak Yudalit, Avram was somewhat concerned. Uh, and uh, He was afraid. God appeared to him in the beginning of Perak Tetvav and tells him not to be afraid. At the end of Perak Tetvav, uh, Pasuk Aleph, pardon me, Pasuk Aleph, um, Hashem says to Avraham, Al tira Avraham, Anochi magen lecha, I will protect you, Scharcha, your schar will be very great, a great multitude of schar. Ribui is the language here. Now, just a bit later on, after the discussion about children, and Avram says, oh, but I have no children, and then God takes them outside. And in Perak Tadva, Pasake says as follows, um, God says to him, look up at the heavens and count the stars. Im if you can possibly count them, of course you can't count them. So will be your children. In other words, God promises ribui uh, to uh, to Avram, a multitude. This is the reward of Avram, and the multitude is comparable to the stars that cannot be counted. Uh, the eventual descendants of Avram will be like the stars that cannot be counted, and uh, this is the reward of Avram. Now, the very next pasuk is key. Perak tadvav pasuk vav. In Breshit says as follows, Ve'emin Bashem, and he believed God, and it's considered a righteous act um, by Avraham that he believed God, that he accepted God's promise um, of this unlimited multitude of descendants. So the notion of accepting the kind of unlimited number uh, of uh, believing the divine promise 
uh, that the Bnei Yisrael will be like the Kochavim. This is the fundamental basic notion of Emunah promised uh, to Avraham Avinu. And this is what Moshe references in Zvarim Parak Aleph Pasek Tet. God promised Avraham Ribu Zera like the stars of the heavens and God has accomplishment and there will be even more in the future. And I would argue that this is exactly what Yoav says to David in Sefer Shmuel or exactly what Divriya Yamim is also referring to. God has accomplished his promise. Um, God has made Am Yisrael uh, like the stars of the heavens. And God will continue to maintain His promises to increase them more in the future. And therefore, there is absolutely no need to count. And this is exactly what Yoav says to David HaMelech in Shmuel uh, Bet, Perak Kafdalid, Pasuk Gimel. Ve'enei Adoni HaMelech Ra'ot. The eyes of the king can see that the divine promises can be kept. Why does he need to count? Why does he need to be certain? I think the idea is here, uh, as uh, manifested in Sefer Shmuel and Sefer Devarei Yamim, with the back reference to Sefer Devarim and Sefer Breshit, that accepting God's promise or living in the moment of faith means not counting. And to count and to try to move to certainty, uh, to be to know the numbers, that's a manifestation of lack of emunah, a kind of lack of faith or a lack of acceptance of the divine promise. And the chet, or the problem uh, in counting, is exactly, it is this moment of lack of faith, it's this kind of manifestation of choser emunah, a lack of reliance upon the divine promise, and this is the problem in counting, and maybe this is the reason for the plague. Now, of course this is a little bit tricky, because um, this might be true in voluntary counting, um, but not necessarily true in a mandated counting, when, when God commands the counting. But I think part of the answer is to realize that this very movement uh, from uncertainty, from lack of clarity to certainty, this attempt to move from the state of accepting things as they are and the desire or the need for certainty or numbering, that movement from one place to another in and of itself is problematic, in and of itself is a kind of lack of faith. And this could be the problem that brings plague or ketzef as a kind of necessary result uh, of counting. And I think this is one approach based upon uh, Sefer Shmuel. And I think also, uh, without going into details, it can be supported to some extent um, from uh, Lashon Chazal uh, and, or from ideas found in Chazal in numerous places, that it's a kind of demand for certainty, uh, a lack of faith that often... Um, leads to punishment without going into further details. Okay, now. However, while this may work well in the context of Sefer Shmuel, it is questionable how well it works in the context of uh, Sefer Shmot. And let us kind of, or Bamidbar, and let us kind of make the point uh, this way. Um, going back um, to Sefer Shmot, Perak uh, Lamed, Pasuk Yud Bet, we read as follows. Kitisa et Rosh Bnei Yisrael Fkudehem, Vinatnu Ish Kofer Nafsho, Lashem Bifkod Otam, Loya Bem Negev Bifkod Otam, Zei Nu Kolobel Pukudim Machita Shekel, Beshekel Kodesh, Esrim Gira Shekel, Machita Shekel, Chumal Hashem. According to our first approach, that the very act of counting, of moving from uncertainty to certainty, involves connection with notions of lack of faith or lack of reliance upon divine promise, it's not really clear um, how the machatita shekel is a kapara, 
a forgiveness to the individual soul. It's not even really clear how machatzit hashekel resolves the entire problem. We might be inclined to say, as we do know from the halacha, that it's kind of loophole, as opposed to counting the heads or counting the people. We count the machatzit hashekel. So we haven't really counted. If we haven't really counted, therefore there's no negef or no ketzef or no plague, etc. But still, the whole heavy apparatus of kofar and afshow, atonement, um, doesn't really seem to fit with the theory we've outlined until now. So I would like to search for a slightly different theory, one which may to some extent be based upon something found in Rabban, as I alluded to earlier, and I would like to go back to um, the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar, and some of the words used for counting uh, found at the beginning of, of Sefer Bamidbar. Um, Bamidbar Aleph Bet opens as follows. Su'u et rosh kaladat b'nei Yisrael mishpuchlam l'veit avatam b'mispar shemot kol zachal l'guglotam So we translate to as, as count. And later on in Pasuk Gimel we have k'yotzei tzavah b'yisrael tifkidu otam l'tzavotam l'shon of l'fkod in other words we use word for counting and that's of course the primary word used in kitisa those two words kitisa and b'fkod otam and b'fkod otam over and over. Um, now interestingly enough Ramban points out that the words su'u uh, or the word p'kod do not necessarily always mean count. In fact, uh, later on in Bamidbar, tisa laset often means carrying. The Levim carry the Mishkan. Or bifkod, p'kod could mean command or appoint. And it's again not exactly clear why these words change their meanings. But in fact, what Ramban really points us to is that in Sefer Breshit, these meanings have a, a completely different, uh, these terms have a completely different meaning. And I read Ramban's comment um, on, the, on the phrase Pekod, on the stem Pekod Pei Kuf Dalet. Ramban says, Tifkot Otam, Inyan Pekida, the notion of um, the word Pekida, Zichron memory, and supervision on something. Rabban sends this all the way back to Bereshit, Perak Kaf Aleph. And uh, the famous pasuk there of Hashem Pakad et Sarah. If you go back to Bereshit, Perak Kaf Aleph, um, we're told as follows Hashem Pakad et Sarah Kasher Amar. God remembered Sarah as he uh, said he would. Hashem uh, And uh, he did to Sarah as he said he would, and he brought her a child in accord with the divine promise. And Rabban says that the code is not so much a language of, of counting, but it's a language of remembrance, of providence, of divine attention. And it's that divine attention that devolves upon Sarah that brings, of course, the bracha and the promise to fruition, and she gives birth to a child. And this is one interesting point Rabban makes. Now, another interesting point Rabban makes in dealing with the word se'et, he sends us to a, a slightly different place um, in Sefer Breshit. He actually sends us to Breshit, uh, Perak Mem, Pasuk uh, Yud uh, Bet, and the story of Yosef and the various offices of Paro in the, in the bar. And if we open up to Bereshit Paragman Pasigibet, we read there as follows. Yosef's interpretation of the dream of the Sar HaMashkim, the officer of drink of Paro. And Yosef says, Bayamalo Yosef Zepitrano, Sarigim, Yamim Heim. The three clusters of grapes in the dream are, are three days. 
ועוד שלושת ימים יישא פרו את ראשך. In three days, Paro will elevate. Uh, the same word that's later on used for counting, kitisa or su'u. Yisa parot or shecha parot will lift up your head. He will elevate you. Ve'yishivchal kanecha, and he will return you back to your position. Ve'natata kos parot b'yado kamishpat rishma yashita mashkeu. So pakod is a language of remembrance or divine attention. And se'et is a language of elevation. And Ramban's puts these things together to make a very interesting point about the meaning of counting in general or to develop a certain aspect of counting found um, in Sefer Bamidbar. And Ramban says in his comment in, um, in Bamidbar, Perk Aleph, um, Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Memhe, as follows. Um, the reason for the counting is that one who comes in front of the father of Nevi'im, in front of Moshe, who's counted by Moshe, and his brother, the, the sanctified of Hashem, Aaron HaKohen, and he is known by them, or known to them, Bishmo by his name, there will certainly be in this a kind of merit and a life. Their eyes are upon this person for good. And I think all these various Rambans or comments or Rambans go together. What counting is about, the kind of singling out of the individual, it's a way of separating the individual from the group and highlighting him as an individual. And Moshe and Aaron put their eye upon him. And Moshe and Aaron maybe might pray for him. And the person is known. The person counts in our modern sensibility. And when he counts amongst us, this is also a way of bringing on some level, attention to the person. Uh, because pakod and su'u are languages of attention and elevation. And the whole process is one of giving attention and one of elevating the person, a kind of positive process of highlighting and marking the individual. And that's what pakod and su'u are all about according to Ramban. Now, how does this help us, if at all? Because we are not interested in positive attention, the elevation of the individual by separating him out. We are actually trying to figure out how counting might lead to a negative, to a plague. And the answer is, uh, to kind of complete Torah Ramban here, that the words pakod and su'u, or su'u and pakod, also have a flip side uh, in the Chumash. And I would like to go back to that very famous, same story of Yosef in the pit with the various officers of Paral, and to jump up a few psukim later on to uh, Yosef's conversation uh, with the um, with the Sarha Ofet, with the baker, rather than with the, the vintner of Paral. And uh, the vintner, of course, the, the baker asks uh, Yosef for a dream interpretation, and it's a similar kind of dream with three baskets, and Yosef launches into what sounds like a relatively standard interpretation in Parakman Pasigutet. In three days, or back, the three baskets, there are three days. In three days, the exact same phrase. Yosef used to the Sar HaMashkeh, Yisa Paro Et Roshcha, but beforehand, power will, power will elevate you and return you to your position. But here, Yosef continues on, Yisa Paro Et Roshcha, power will lift up your head, Me'alecha, from upon you, he'll lift your head off your shoulders, V'tala Otcha Ala'etz, and he will hang you on the tree, V'achala Ofe P'sacha Me'alecha. Now, of course, there's a certain kind of irony here that the Chumash uses, that Yosef uses. The exact same phrase, power will lift up your head, but not to restore you to position, rather to hang you, to kill you, to end you. Uh, but what we do realize is that on the linguistic level, the notion of being elevated, 
of being noticed by the king, of being picked out by the king, Paro, is dual-edged. It can be Latov. It can be for the good, to be restored, to be blessed. Or it could be for the bad, to be destroyed, to have one's head removed. And Ramban quotes a Midrash that picks up on this. So attention, or divine attention, certainly can be dual-edged. It can lead to a positive blessing and elevation of the individual, but can also lead to noticing something that's bad. It can also lead to hakarat hachet. It can also lead to the destruction of the individual. Now, if this is true of the word se'u, it is also true of the word pekod. What I have in mind is to take a look in Shemot, Perak Lamed Bet, the aftermath of the Cheta Egel, and the dialogue between um, God and Moshe found in Shemot Perak Lamed Bet. After Moshe had asked uh, for his name to be erased from God's book and God had refused, uh, God says the following in Perak Lamed Bet, Pasuk Lamed Dalet, now go and console the people, as I told you. My angel will go in front of you. Now what this might literally mean is the day of my remembrance, the day of my visitation. And I will um, remember upon them their their chet. Uh, I will visit upon them their chet. But what we have here is the notion of God says is a day of remembrance, is a day of hashkacha. And when that providence takes place, when that providential moment occurs, what is God going to do? Then he's going to make an accounting for the chet ego. Then he's going to wreak its vengeance. Then the chet will have to be atoned for. So pakod hashkacha remembrance, divine attention. Hashem pakad it's positive. It's a source of blessing. But also, ubiyom pakti upakati alayim chatatam, divine attention can lead to the remembrance of chet, can lead to the negative, it can lead to plague, death, and destruction. And I think this is exactly the idea that's implicit in counting. Um, su'u and pakod, elevating the individual, separating the individual out, making him being noticed, making him count. Now this can be positive, it could be a source of blessing but it also contains within it the potential for negative, recognizing the chet of the individual. And therefore, at this providential moment when the individual is counted and made to be noticed by the king of kings, each person must give kofer nafsho. Each person must give atonement. Each person must atone for himself uh, to prevent the chata'im being noticed, uh, to achieve atonement at the moment when chata'im can be noticed as well. And this is the idea of the kesat ha'kipurim. So I think this is another possible approach as to how to explain the possibility of plague in counting because counting is about divine attention. And divine attention can lead to blessing, but divine attention can also lead um, to punishment for one's chata'im. And hence, the machatzit ha'shekel, the kofar ha'nefesh, and the kesat ha'kipurin, which provides atonement at moments of counting. And this, I think, is a second theory, implicit perhaps in Sefer Babin Bar, Sefer Shmot, with a few other additions that can be learned from Tarak Ramban. Just to kind of wrap this up, and give this the gloss that Kliakar gives it in his comment, although it is late. When one remains a member of the community of Klal Yisrael, part of that great undifferentiated mass, then the schut of the kahal, uh, the schut of the divine promises, protects uh, every individual member of Am Yisrael. But when one is singled out, one is differentiated, one is separated, it can be for the great and it can be for blessing, but also the schut of the kahal, uh, the zechut of that great undifferentiated group of the Am, of the divine promise, no longer protects the individual, and there exists the possibility of a ketzef or a negev as punishment for chata'im, and this might be some of the ideas to put some things together. Okay.